What is up, all you crazy fucking sinners out there? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt and the home of the evil empire, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope everybody is handling your climate well out there, wherever you are. There's crazy weather going on all over the good old U.S. of A., and probably around the world from wherever you're listening to me from. So I hope you're enjoying it. If you're listening to me from Australia and you're enjoying your summer, congratulations. You're lucky. So um, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is ready for the upcoming holiday. I'm recording this two days before Valentine's Day. So please go out there and uh, do your obligation as a good American citizen and uh, tell the person you love uh, that you really love them in the best way possible by raising the stock value of Walmart and Target. Because that's what we do as Americans. That's how we show love to our loved ones. We, uh, we buy stuff from places that don't need the money and give it to the person that we're trying to get in their pants. So um, do that. That's your obligation. That's your duty as a good American citizen. And uh, support local. If you haven't ordered uh, your flowers to be delivered and your candies to be delivered uh, by now, you might be a little late. Um, I always believe in using local florists. I don't really do the online thing because it basically um, it, it forces local florists to deliver on their behalf and get pennies out of it. I would rather the person who's delivering my flowers or anything for a special occasion to take home the lion's share of the profit. That's why I would rather walk into a florist and place an order. I know it's old fashioned. I get it. But I would rather walk into a locally owned florist and say, hey, appreciate you doing this for me. Hope you're making good money on it because it's their big day of the year. Um, I had a friend of mine who used to own a florist and back in the 90s, I would actually use a vacation day every year to, um, to do deliveries for her, for her florist. And I, I would do deliveries on um, the day before Mother's Day, which was always a Saturday, of course. And then I would take a vacation day if Valentine's fell on a weekday. And I would spend that whole day doing deliveries. And it was fun. I had a blast. I made some decent tips doing it. But the, the main thing was to see people's faces light up when you walked in with flowers. And uh, it was pretty neat because uh, everybody was happy to see you. And it's not very often in life where I go to, you know, 50 different places in one day and everyone's happy to see me. So that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, but support local, please, because it's, uh, they're going to work their fucking asses off. If you've ordered flowers to be delivered for your loved one or anything else to be delivered, these people are working their asses off. And, um, there's a big market out there with gig jobs, you know, the door dashes and the Uber eats and, the and the, all the Instacarts and all these delivery services out there. Um, I've been using DoorDash now for a couple of years. And for the most part, I've enjoyed it. I've done pretty well with it. I mean, we've had some hiccups along the way. Stuff didn't show up or didn't show up in very good condition. Or they rode around for an hour and my food was cold when it was delivered. But the majority of the time, it's usually pretty spot on. So I'm overall happy with that. And... Um, I feel like, unfortunately, that the restaurants that I order from when I do that uh, probably make less money 
than if I'd walk in the door and order it and take it with me. But in the age of the current climate of COVID, um, a lot of people DoorDash and Instacart. And, you know, my son was sick and had COVID a few weeks ago, and he actually ordered his COVID um, test kits from CVS from DoorDash. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. But that's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing that we have that at our fingertips now. But I just hope the people who actually provide the service are taking home the lion's share of the money. I hope uh, that I really hope that DoorDash isn't making the majority of the money because the people working deserve that. Okay, kind of went down a rabbit hole there, didn't I? Sorry about that. But anyway, um, yeah, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, and we're coming up on you know one of those holidays that I gripe and complain about, but then end up enjoying. I gripe and complain about Christmas. I gripe and complain about Valentine's Day and, and all these other holidays where you're just being poked and prodded to go spend your money. And um, But I always end up enjoying it. I always complain about Christmas is too commercialized. But I always enjoy Christmas. And, and you say, how do you enjoy Christmas? You're an atheist. It's just a fucking holiday. It's just a pagan ritual that the religious... Uh, leaders of the world kind of um, hijacked and made it their own. So I don't really take that whole reason for the season bullshit seriously. So um, what's been going on with you? Things been going well. I hope they have been. Um, I've had some nice emails sent to me recently and thank you out there for those. And uh, my listens are way more than I ever expected them to be. My averages per episode are just blowing me away. So thank you very much. seems like a lot of you are listening to more than one episode, and I greatly appreciate that. And um, it makes me feel good because, to be honest with you, the only emails that I've received are all positive. I haven't really received any hate mail or any threatening letters or anything like that. So, um I feel like I'm doing something positive. I hope you feel the same way, and I greatly appreciate it. This week in my life has been uh, been pretty interesting. Um, it it never ceases to amaze me how long it takes sometimes for people to see other humans' true colors, to see what they're really about, to see what their motives and their agenda really is. And my past week has been filled with that. My past week has been filled with things that I didn't even know were going on, but I found out as recently as yesterday that everything that I thought and everything that I said came to pass. It all came true. So I have, um, I've been patting myself on the back a whole lot in the last 24 hours. Please excuse the mess. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a sense of relief that comes from knowing that the people that you're leery of and knowing that the people who uh, give you cause for alarm, that when they show their true colors and they prove themselves to be what you always thought they were, it's, there's a sense of relief there. There's a sense of, okay, everyone around me now is safe, right? They see it for what it is. They're safe. They can't be harmed now by this, by this person and their ways of doing things because now they know the truth and they can protect themselves. And I think a lot of that comes back to my lifelong 
disbelief in a higher power and my lifelong concern for the people around me that I care about that do believe in it. Um, I've had a lot of people in my life over the years that uh, they went whole hog, full bore even, into their beliefs and, and jumping into religion for whatever reasons. I've known people who have never been religious in their life, then all of a sudden, not only they start going to church, but they went all in. They went all in. And it kind of made me worry about them because a lot of it is the churches and the religions out there, they're preying on your faith. You see what I did there? Pray as in P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. They're quick to take advantage of the the newest members of the parish. They're they're quick in taking advantage of all the people who really jump in wholeheartedly without really knowing what it's all about. So when I see people prove themselves to be what they really are, and the people that I care about around them see it for themselves, and I don't have to I don't have to bark about it anymore. I don't have to talk about it anymore. It's right there for them to see. It's a great sense of relief for me because now I can rest easy in knowing, okay, they can protect themselves now because they know the truth. They know the reality of what's going on. For years, you know, I had a grandmother who sent money every month out of her uh, Social Security check to PTL, Praise the Lord Network, and Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and all the other people involved. And I used to worry about her. I mean, I was a little kid. I was really little. And I used to worry about her. I was like, Grandma's giving her money away to to the traveling circus. She's giving her money away to, to people that aren't real and aren't sincere. And I saw that at five years old. And I was concerned. And she didn't live long enough to see the bullshit. She didn't live long enough to see Jim and Tammy Faye Baker get knocked off of their throne. She didn't live long enough to see Jimmy Swaggart cry and have to tell people that he had lied and he had sinned. She didn't live to see that. So she went to her grave believing that she was doing the right thing by sending these people money. And um, that kind of scares me a little bit. Because people are so easily taken advantage of. And people will buy into just about anything that sounds good. And I've always believed, um, I've always believed that if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. So I've always used that as kind of a defense mechanism. I feel like I walk around with a suit of armor on at all times. Now, a lot of people would say that, well, you're just being unnecessarily uh, skeptical or, you know, you, you're seeing the glass half empty. And I don't believe that at all. I think looking out and protecting myself, looking out for myself is very much a glass is half full way of living life. So that's been going on this week. Um, and, uh, I gotta admit my, uh, my self-righteous self really enjoyed finding out what all had taken place and finding out that the person that 
claims to be the most religious person I know and is actually, in my mind, the most evil person that I know. Now, everybody else sees it. And that makes me really fucking happy. So something else has been going on in my world, uh, not only just this week, but this week it was kind of a set of funny conversations that I had. I um, I work with this young guy who uh, actually just turned 21. Um, he's never had a drink of alcohol. He's never done anything outside of what his parents approve of. His father is a Baptist preacher. Uh, he attends classes at the Evil Empire. And he is um, the complete and total opposite for the most part of me. And you would think that I would not like this person, that I would not get along with this person. Um, he is religious. And he, and again, his father's a Baptist preacher. And you would think that I probably would avoid this person or I would um, not want to have any kind of interactions, but it's actually the complete opposite. He's one of the most enjoyable coworkers that I have. And um, we have a, um, we have a common interest. We both love music and he's a guitar player and a singer songwriter. And he's actually pretty good. He's got some tunes on Spotify and I've listened to him and they're okay. I mean, he's, he recorded them when he was like 18 or 19. So who the hell is good at anything at 18 or 19? And, um, I had a conversation with him when he first started. He's been working with us now for a little over a year and he was 20 at the time. He might've only been 19 at the time. And I asked him a couple of questions, just trying to get to know him. And he made a comment that he wanted to be married within a year. And I'm at an age now where I think that 21 year olds are just like little kids. They should all be sliding on the big slide during recess still. Uh, because I, I look back at myself when I was 21, I didn't know shit. Uh, I really didn't know anything. And I don't know much more now, <laughs> as you can probably decipher from all of this nonsense. But anyway, um, this guy went out on a date last week. We were all excited for him. He's going out on a, on a date and um, has a great time. And tells the young lady, hey, can we do this again? Can we go out again? And she dropped the whole, oh, I just want to be friends. Now, she waited until after the bill came for dinner and he paid for the whole thing to let him know that she just wanted to continue to be friends because they've been friends for a while. And I kind of, he didn't, he didn't think anything of it. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, I've been around the block long enough to know that she got her free meal and that's really all she wanted. But this guy really just wants to be married and have kids. He wants to do exactly what his parents did. His parents were both married by the time they were his age. And um, it's interesting to carry on conversations with this person because I talk to him every day. And uh, he's just, he's a really good kid. I mean, he, he, he really is. He can take my atheist sarcasm and he can laugh and he gets it. He appreciates it. But he, He's in a fog. He's in this fog of everything in life looks like Disney World. That it's all make-believe. That it's all just fun and happiness. And when he talks to me about wanting to be married, he's ready to be married now. He's 21 years old. He lives with three or four friends. They all share a house together. And he would get married today. 
if a woman would say yes. I've often made the joke that some guys marry the first girl they have sex with and other guys marry the first girl that agrees to have sex with them. So he's definitely going to be that guy. He, the first girl that agrees to have sex with him, he's going to propose. I can see it now. So um, it's, you know, it's it's fodder. It's entertainment for the office in the morning. But he's just a really good person. And I like him a lot. And I just want to pull him aside and say, your whole life has been bullshit. Your whole life has been nerfed for you. Like those old Nerf footballs and Nerf basketballs that people played with when they were a kid. They made them all soft and squishy and made them out of foam so you wouldn't get hurt playing with them. That's what his parents have done for him. They've nerfed his world for him. And I hate to see how this kid has an amazing amount of potential. He's funny. He's done a couple of open mic stand-up comedy nights. He's actually pretty clever. He's pretty funny. He's played open mics where he's played music, sing and play guitar, and he's actually pretty good at it. But none of those things is he as passionate about as he is about getting married. And I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. And it made me think of all this because it's Valentine's Day on Monday, and he'll probably spend the weekend thinking about, you know, I really wish I had a Valentine. I wish I had someone I could give flowers to, and I wish I could do this. And I think of it as if I was him at his age, I'd spend the whole weekend writing and recording music if I could do what he could do. I would spend the whole weekend weekend working on a stand-up comedy, 15-minute spot. But that's not where his head's at. And his head's not there because his parents told him that that's not where his head should be at. So how all this wraps around, it's part of my week. It's part of what I think about on Valentine's Day. I'm very lucky um, to be with someone that I've been with now for five and a half years. And we get along great and we're in love. And she's my Valentine. And I'm lucky and I, I get it. That's what he wants to. But. It's just, man, you can't force that shit. You can't force somebody to love you. You can't force somebody to want to be with you. And um, religion sort of encourages that kind of stuff. You know, for many years, a lot of religions promoted arranged marriages and promoted, um, you know, people would, fathers would sell their daughters into marriage based on their religious beliefs. And there's a lot of young men out there and young women that go to college at the evil empire here in town and they show up day one as a freshman with their primary goal is finding a marital partner, finding someone to marry. And they're fucking like 17, 18 years old and they show up on campus looking for a spouse. And I think that's fucking insane. I mean, I've been a firm believer of when it's the right time, it'll happen. You know, when you're when you're least expecting it, probably you'll run into the person you love the most. And that's just how human nature works. But religion goes against all things human nature, right? They go against all things that are um, 
just natural. That's the best way to say it. Arranged marriages, sending your kid to a faith-based institution and go tell them, go find a spouse, go find somebody that you're going to marry and have a bunch of kids with. I mean, why even go to college? Why don't you just set up some, some place somewhere in the Midwest where you just send your kids to meet and mingle and not have sex, but get married? Why don't you just do that? Save the tuition money. Jeez, it's what, $40,000 a year to send somebody to this school? And they're going to end up living exactly how you live. They're going to end up married to somebody they don't like. They're going to have a bunch of ungrateful kids and they're going to drive, drive to a job every day that they fucking hate. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not what I want for my kid. But it happens and it happens in this town a lot. There's so much bullshit that goes on. And there's so many kids fed full of lives for their entire life. They're 12, 13 years old. And they say, I can't wait to get to school in Lynchburg, Virginia, so I can find the one. They don't even know what the one is. They have no idea what it's like to build a relationship, to start out as friends, to get to know each other, to spend time together and and talk and, and watch movies to see if they like the same shit or go to concerts to see if they like the same music. They don't do any of that. They go to class and they look around and, uh, they're, you know, that's where they're going with this. They show up in Lynchburg, Virginia, looking for nothing but a spouse for someone to reproduce with. I'm sorry, but that's not why I'm here. So now we've reached the point in the podcast that I think a lot of you've been waiting for where I'm going to pull it all together. I'm going to wrap it up in a nice little present for you. So having said everything I've said up till now about Valentine's Day and, um, you know, it's a corporate holiday and it's a day where you're going to see, especially in men, you're going to see a lot of people this Monday, they're going to go through the motions. They're going to do things only because they feel like it's what they're supposed to do. They're not going to do it because they feel like they want to do it. They're going to do it because they feel like they have to do it. Right. And that goes back to what I talk about with these kids moving here to this part of the world, going to school in the Bible belt, trying to find a spouse rather than worried about their education. There's going to be a lot of those people that have gone through that and they're now married and they're going to go through the motions of it all. They're going to send the flowers. They're going to book a reservation somewhere at a restaurant. They're going to show up. They're going to come home with the little heart-shaped box full of cheap, shitty chocolate. And they're going to do that because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do because it's Valentine's Day. And a lot of people, I would say the majority of them, that Valentine's Day is the only day they're going to give their spouse candy or give their spouse flowers or book a a lovely evening at a nice restaurant. 
It's going to be the only day they do it. That's why restaurants always talk about, hey, book your reservations early for Valentine's Day because every other day of the fucking year, you can get in anywhere, right? There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of people who uh, don't really like their spouse anymore, but they're going to give them flowers because that's what they're supposed to do. And this young guy that I work with, my fear for him is he's going to end up being one of those people. He's in 10 years when he's married and got a kid or two or 12 or whatever. And he's got the job that he goes to that he's not really happy with, but he's got to have it because now he's stuck in his mortgage and his car payment and all the other bullshit that comes along with forcing yourself to get married at too young of an age. He's going to buy her flowers and he's going to buy her a box of chocolates and his heart is not going to be in it. The only heart in this whole equation is going to be the shape of that fucking box with the chocolate in it. And that's sad. It's really sad. My girlfriend and I have actually gone out to restaurants and taken notice of the people who are sitting at tables that don't even interact with each other. They're both on their phone. They're not talking to each other. And that's the climate that's being created within these faith-based institutions and these faith-based lifestyles that these people get themselves into where they think that, well, I want to be married by the time I'm 21 because that's just what I'm supposed to do. Or, you know, I've got to have the house with the white picket fence and the 2.3 children and the dog and the car payment and all the other stuff because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Just like Monday, they're going to do what they think they're supposed to do. Well, in the past, I've tried to give my girlfriend flowers on days that are insignificant. Pick up night's treats on days that really don't mean anything. It's just, oh, it's Wednesday. Here's some flowers. And I've actually not been as good about it lately. And this whole thing kind of reminds me, puts a thought in my head. I probably need to buy flowers again soon because I haven't done it in a little bit. Partially because the cats eat the flowers. Truth be told, her cats eat the flowers. But I do it on days that aren't holidays. And that doesn't make me any better than any other man in the world. It just hopefully shows that my love is legit. Everybody, it's easy to give your significant other or your spouse love and attention on Valentine's Day. It's easy. It's easy to give gifts on Valentine's Day because guess what? The corporate push is going to have everything on sale this week. Well, at least you think it's on sale. Now, if you're a chocolate fan, or you're a fan of flowers, Tuesday is going to be your fucking day. Yeah, you'll be able to go anywhere you want on Tuesday, and everything will be discounted that didn't move. Well, I don't know. With the supply chain issues, everything might sell out. We'll see. It's like uh, the day after Halloween. You can get some really cheap bags of candy out there. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about this weekend. I'm thinking about people being real. People showing their true colors. And other people just going through the motions. And 
you know, I'm a people watcher. I observe things. I watch people's tendencies and body language and listen to what they say, but understand what they really mean. My girlfriend tells me she loves me. I know she means it. And hopefully she knows I mean it when I say it back to her. And when I give her a gift on a Wednesday in September, hopefully she knows it's because I want to give it to her because I don't feel like I have to give it to her. Because Monday is going to be the day that if you get anything from anybody on Monday, you have to have, if you're a rational thinking person, you have to have a thought in your mind. Is this person giving this to me because they really want me to have it? They want me to be happy? Or is it because they feel the pressure? They feel obligated. So I don't need anything on Valentine's Day. I don't need my girlfriend to give me anything on Valentine's Day. I don't need her to give me anything on Christmas. I don't need her to give me anything on my birthday. I don't need any of that shit. Because on a daily basis, she proves to me and shows me that she cares about me and she loves me. I wish we could get back to that for Valentine's Day. But as long as we live in a world where religious people think that they have to live their life a certain way, because that's just what you're supposed to do, then we're going to constantly have holidays and corporate supported and backed and funded holidays because everybody thinks that that's what they're supposed to do. I get it. It's the circle of life, Simba. I understand. I don't begrudge anybody who makes reservations with their significant others on a holiday. I don't begrudge anybody who stresses them out because, you know, their loved one wanted a present for Valentine's Day. They know they wanted it, but it's expensive and money's tight because I just got through Christmas. I'm trying to recover from Christmas and now I've got to buy Valentine's Day. I don't begrudge anybody for doing that. But think about it. Think about why you do it on that day rather than any other day. Think about why you feel the need to do anything at all just because it's February the 14th. Think about why you do anything at all for someone on December the 25th. Do you do it because you want to do it? Or do you do it because you feel like you have to do it? Show your true colors. Show who you really are. If you really are deep down madly in love with someone, then Valentine's Day should be as great a day for you as it is for your significant other. There shouldn't be any stress involved. There shouldn't be any feelings of, oh shit, it's Valentine's Day. I got to do this shit again. If you have that feeling, your heart's not in it. Your heart's probably just a box full of candy. But if you really, really want to do something for the person you love on Valentine's Day and you get as excited about giving it as they do when they get it, then congratulations. You might actually be in a loving relationship. But I can promise you this. You don't have to go to a college when you're 18 years old to meet someone else who's going to the college for the same reason to meet someone to get married. You don't have to do that to later on in life feel like you're in a really loving relationship and you get excited about doing 
sweet, kind-hearted things for the other person. No, you don't need religion. You don't need corporate holidays. You don't need anything outside of your own heart and your own emotions to feel good about doing something for someone else. No pressure. You do it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to do it. You feel like you're being forced to do it or because you feel like my dad, the preacher, wants me to do it or any other reason. Just do it because you want to do it. I'm looking forward to Valentine's Day. I don't really have anything planned. It's a Monday. We might cook dinner together. We might order in. We might craft all night, and that is not a slang term for having sex. She's really crafty. We might do that. I don't know. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much for checking it out. hope you got something out of it. If you like it, I hope you tell somebody. If you hate it, I hope you tell somebody else. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If your podcast platform uh, has a place for you to put in a review or say something, please do. Um, if you are a repeat listener, thank you. Thank you very much. My average listens per episode shows me that a lot of people listen to more than one episode, and I do greatly appreciate you taking the time to do that out of your busy schedule. So thank you. If you would like to contact me, please do. My email address is the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just the Bible Belt Atheist at gmail.com. Now, this week, I don't want you to just go out there and get to sinning. I want you to find true love without the imaginary wizard in the sky. <laughs>